everybody, this is Tova from Operation Tube Top, your favorite podcast from Vienna, and I am sitting with the lovely David Beaver. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so, David, why don't you tell me what you do and tell us all, just to put it into one sentence. <laughs> I do quality control at Beaver Brewing Company. Okay, and Beaver Brewing Company is what? It is a craft microbrewery with uh, a full kitchen. So we're an American food restaurant that makes its own beer. So you're a microbrewery with yes. good food. And um, you say it's it's yours. Correct. Great. So why don't you tell me and tell everybody else what you were doing before you started, uh, I was going to call it a different name, Beaver Brewing Company. I was teaching at your alma mater, the American International School of Vienna. Go Knights! Teaching eighth grade science, general science. Okay. Yeah. And I think you're probably living most people's dream, uh, many heterosexual men's dream, to open a microbrewery. Was this always your dream? As far as any child of the 80s watching Cheers, <laughs> certainly every boy's dream is to open a bar. I wanted to be Carla. And to work for themselves, I think, to be their own boss, I think is certainly everyone. Well, not everyone. No, I think a lot of people. And to shtuck Diane, I mean, I think that was a big thing. It was. Yeah. Uh, and Kirstie Alley until she got weird. Um, so how did you, I mean, because how long has Beaver Brewing Company been open for? We are like two, two and a half years now. And yeah. you guys are pretty successful right off the bat. We were lucky, yes. And what do you think that, what was the reason for that? Oh, uh, there was a niche ready <laughs> to be filled, and that was half the reason why I did it, because it was something I was missing in the city, so. And what were you missing? Because Austria is known for their beer culture. I mean, beer is a big thing, and then you come along, American G.I. Joe, and you want to open up a beer place. What made you want to do this? Because it is a competitive market if you kind of, Look at it now. Correct. And can we say more American Cowboy than G.I. Joe? Yes, American okay, Cowboy. Good. There you go. I like it better. <laughs> I'm a pacifist, so I don't want to be cowboys. So. Um, yeah, don't cowboys shoot? Okay, no, that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> yes, that question. Yeah. Uh, there one. was obviously a craft beer scene slowly that's been here. Mm-hmm. 15, 16 has been here, I forget. You know, like a good 10, 15 years, at I least, think. At least. At least 15. But there just wasn't a place where I could go and talk to people about beer and just, it was beer forward. Beer forward. Meaning that the first thing, the reason why you went there was for the beer. Mm-hmm. Now, did we turn into that? For some people, yes, but... It, you know, it's not exactly what I thought going in. We turned into a restaurant that makes its own beer, which I'm fine with that. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I, I was not set in any one certain thing that it needed to be. I was, I, I was 
willing to be flexible because I didn't even want to open a restaurant to begin with. It was just going to be a small 20-seater nano brewery, we call them. Wow, oops. <laughs> yeah, so that obviously wasn't the original the impetus of the idea. The kernel changed, obviously. <laughs> so you wear a white suit and wear a little black bow tie. You are Colonel, that corn kernel. I was the Colonel. <laughs> Sanders, that's another. Maybe I will. You if should. I get enough money and become a cent- old and eccentric, that's what I'll turn into. Please, and you know what? You need to have fried chicken on your menu. I've, it's in. It's in the hopper. It's okay. Good, because I have a lot of suggestions when it comes to fried no, food. No, there's a lot. That's why I look the way I look. We um, need a chicken pot pie too. Yeah. Oh. You gotta do more baked mac and cheese. I thought about it. I actually don't like real mac and cheese. You like I the craft like craft mac and cheese. That's yeah. like that's that's crack. That's good. I think that's what I like about it. It's the powdered crack. Yeah. Well, do you know the story of how I grew up thinking that was fancy stuff? I think so. Don't yeah. be again though. No, because my mom would be like, because we didn't port it, so we like everybody who visited Ooh. had to bring in a couple of boxes, and my mom said only in emergencies can you use this or special occasions. And so I grew up thinking that craft dinner, as we call it in Canada, mac and cheese was literally like a truffle from some forest that took forever to create. And then I moved back to Canada for college, and I was like, 99 cents? Are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah, I still love it, though. I told you my Rome story, didn't I? No. I feel like, because I've heard that, I'm surprised. So I was <laughs> still, I was still only 28, but I still should have known better. I think the addiction, the monkey was still on my back. It's not <laughs> on my back anymore. Like, I've, I've grown past it. But I was living in Italy, and my parents came in that first Christmas. So I'd been there for four months. They brought a suitcase full of Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> Only later did I realize I just needed the packets of crack. Because I yeah. could have bought the pasta there, the hard pasta yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, Italians must have died when they saw that. Oh, I had a French roommate and an Italian roommate, and they just didn't know what to they think They still don't they talk to you. They did not know what to think of No, no. I have, well, there's an Italian on my corridor, and I m- once mentioned, like, DiGiorno's Pizza we can get at that special shop, and he almost passed out. Like, he was so upset. And then having no shame, I just then stepped my game up <laughs> a little bit more. Like, oh, you want to see American Cowboy? we <laughs> <laughs> put some extra butter in this. Do you change the recipe, or do you just do the milk and butter? Are you When I was in college, in order to survive... I put black beans or tuna in it just for Ooh. a little protein. Ooh. Okay. Well, that, I mean, yeah, I understand that. When it was your only source of nutrition, like the only thing you ate. You got to add some stuff to it. But I'm a purist. I like my mac and cheese with a little bit of black pepper. Keep it simple. Well, I like it too. But that also feeds into why I needed to open a restaurant too, because at 38 and you're still only eating mac and cheese with tuna in it, because <laughs> I, I don't cook. Because <laughs> I don't cook. It's amazing you don't have scurvy. <laughs> That's incredible. Well done. So how was the idea kind of born? Because you said, sorry, it's like growing up, everyone dreams of owning their own place. I wanted to be one of the designing women. Um, How did you kind of, you were at school one day, were you kind of like sick of this shit? Or you were like, I just need to do this now. This is the time to do it. You know, where does any idea come from? Beer. So what I can safely deduce is, a, I was thinking about staying here. I like Vienna. I like my job. That was one aspect of Vienna that was lacking. Mm-hmm. It was a cool craft beer scene. Um, so then I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I'm from, and there was an animal brewery there, Tibbs. 
And it was just a cool, fun little place, making good beers, basically just glorified home brewing. It's a tiny, just like little kettles behind a bar. Yeah. So then I read an article on the M Live, Michigan Live, and it said, you know, his startup cost, which wasn't all that much. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> I can do that. I could do that. I could do I that. I could find some home brewer. You think you're better than me? I it's basically home brewing. Yeah. Which so is I could every find some dream. home brewer. But then I knew, so that like planted, that was the kernel, that was the seed. Um, Sanders. <laughs> yeah, so just seeing that right, and just being like, huh, a little 20-seater just for fun on the side while I still teach. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Big deal. So you pretty much got the biggest empty space in Vienna. Well, because then I started talking. I, I have friends, good friends that own breweries and cideries. Cideries? Places that make hard cider. Cideries? I think that might be the word. That's a kind of cool word. They fight that it's also a brewery. Nah. But then it's like, uh, I don't want to get into it, because who cares? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it, war so I, I talked to them, and I know some guys that own some smaller ones, and they all said, don't buy small equipment, because all your cost is man hours, and pretty soon you won't have enough beer to serve your customers, and no. you got to buy new equipment, and you can just sell that used equipment for about as much as you bought it for, so I was like, oh. so I started thinking bigger, and then I found th- this location, and then it had a kitchen, so I was like, huh. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell I'm doing opening a brewery, so I may as well... Open a restaurant. Sell some burgers. Yes, and you sell you sell good food. I mean, I'm a big fan of the tomato soup and the grilled cheese sandwich. That's comfort food for me. Is that a Canadian thing, too? Yeah, we have that, too. Really? Yeah. You steal everything. Uh-huh. Hey, Vermont, watch your maple syrup. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back off there. Really pisses me off. Yeah. Well, how was the bureaucracy in opening up a place here? Because I've asked a few people on the podcast who've started their own business. How did you find the bureaucracy here? So clearly being a American cowboy who has no clear vision or doesn't speak very much German. He's a perfect candidate. I hired business a business manager to, mm-hmm. to set it all up. Um, I did not pay that person all that much money. Like It was a reasonable amount, and I didn't need to do much. I showed up to some offices and signed some papers. <laughs> did not seem, you know, I've not owned a, opened a business anywhere else. So I can't, I don't have a direct comparison, but it did not seem anything over the top. If anything, it was pretty straightforward. Like anybody yeah. could have done it. Like, and that was why I was also felt safe doing a business in a country where I don't speak the language. Cause I was like, Oh, East Austria is going to play by the rules. Like yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if language, because you could be in Kabul, and I don't know if they would be like, oh, yeah, of course, we take care of you. Right. Yeah. And you run into... ISIS. Yeah, or just <laughs> corruption that you aren't... Yeah. You don't have that here in Vienna. People are pretty... It's pretty... It's 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 there, but like in any... Anywhere. Mm-hmm. But no, it was... I knew going in, it's Austria, as long as I... Follow the, the rules. Dot the, dot the I's and cross the T's and go through the hoops yeah at the end of the day yeah you know and, and they loved me too I, mean, I spent a lot of money renovating this building and yeah. created 20 jobs so how are they not gonna love the beaver well that's the thing is <laughs> how are they not gonna love the beaver that's your, your strip club that you're opening up that's year. the t-shirt that i have you gotta do it you gotta everyone do it you got merch you have merch beaver. upstairs everyone loves the beaver yeah i was actually talking to office friend today and i said i was gonna do a podcast and he's like what are you gonna talk about with the beaver Beaver and I was like probably probably gonna happen. With him, yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be a fun podcast. Um, so what's the history of this place? It's kind of got a cool history. It was always a typical Viennese restaurant, 
It's called Der Flucht nach Egyptin. 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 Yeah, there we go. So the escape to Egypt. It's flight out of Egypt. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the Jews tried to leave. Right, so it was the, the, the main painting at a church that I'm pretty sure it's not the one that's still right on the corner. It was a church that's no longer there. That was their altar piece, or I forget the word, like the main, one of the main. Hi, you're asking a person named Tova. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I don't um, know. The pretty fresco. That thing. Yeah. So it's called After That. And it was somewhat famous because I'm never going to remember the name, but one of the famous, most famous Austrian novels, a lot of the scenes took place in this building. And it's the Struhastige. Which are these famous, like, what's, I just spat everywhere, you can steal steps around the corner. Which also, the name of the book is something, something, Struhastige. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> it was a relatively well-established, famous Viennese restaurant until, like, Late 60s, I think. And then uh, it was one of the first, not definitely not the first, I want to say second, but the sixth also seems to ring a bell. One of the earlier Chinese restaurants. Mm -hmm. So it was a Taiwanese guy. Who opened a Chinese restaurant. Who opened a Chinese restaurant, and it was that. Until um, 2014. And that's when you took over. I took over. Yeah, for, yeah, it would have been late 2014, early 15. Yeah. So I remember when you yeah, were so they up. were only open then until like 2012. Okay. And then they were empty for four years. It was empty the whole time. Yes. Interesting. So I remember the pictures of when you were renovating the place because there was this whole thing saying coming soon, and then there was like lots of Chinese furniture. I mean, obviously it was a money laundering place. <sighs> he did have two giant noodle machines that. He made it look like they were being used. And he told my parents that he was making noodles for like 20, 30 restaurants. Oh. And I think that's why he got shut down. Because he was doing that while the restaurant was open, but he didn't have like all the permits to have Yeah, here they will shut you down. So yeah. I think they finally... And maybe it was the 10-year-old working the machine. Yeah. Huh. Luckily, those stayed here, so my overhead was a lot less. That had to... Children serve beer. Yeah, they were still. They came with the building. <laughs> so they brew. Yeah. Speaking of brewing, you brew. That's an awful joke. I shouldn't say these things. Oh, this is like the like really the least problematic thing that's been said. Know you. Yes, okay, yeah, it's fine. My mother's listening right now. Um, so you brew beer on site, which is kind of neat. We do. And that's in the basement. And do you do tours? What do you do to show people? We do. We do some tours. Yeah. My American brewer does most of those. And so you have an American brewer. He's kind of like part-time, and then I have a full-time Austrian brewer. Okay, so they know what they're doing. They do. They're both home brewers, but then we trained them on how to... Do the big stuff. Do the big stuff. And you've just recently started to put it in cans, your beer? We are contract brewing, yes. It's contract. Meaning a uh, bigger brewery makes it for us. Oh, okay. So that we can have it in bottles and distribute a little bit yeah so we're dipping our toes in distribution maybe we'll build a bigger brewery or i don't yeah, know maybe the next autocring and you can do like really bad weddings there yeah That'd be awesome there's a sky's the limit and what kind of events do you guys do here because i know you guys do a lot of events the americana jam session mm -hmm. and what's that it's an americana jam session <laughs> <laughs> uh, americana music and we just sit around and play mm -hmm. and then there's a band that plays for an hour Okay. 
What else do you do? I know that you we guys... We do the are... 80s karaoke, live band karaoke. I still which, can... is that a thing? Can you really say live band karaoke? Yeah, you can. But karaoke means without orchestra. So mm. it's like live band without the orchestra. Uh, it's called a sing-along. Yeah. Okay. It would be more like 80s hootenanny. Hootenanny. I like that. It's a hootenanny. The 80s hootenanny. Hootenanny. Yeah, I did get up and sing Jesse's Girl, but didn't know any of the other words. And every time I hear that song, I cringe about that evening. Did we have it on the screen? or was No. I... No, this is like the first one. And I just... must have had it on the screen. No. No. My... You were just going with the pure memory? Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got your phone, and my friend Katie kind of ad-libbed it. It was a fun night. Huh. Yeah, it was, I think it was one of the first ones. Well, now we put project them. Okay, well, that so would have been... Well, thank see. you. So next time, when I finally can come by. And do you guys do pub quizzes? We do a Monday night pub quiz. Pretty popular. Perfect. Yeah. And um, you guys actually hosted a poutine party for... We did. One of our Canada. first just crazy nights. <laughs> Every single Canadian in all of Vienna showed up. So many Canadians. So polite. <laughs> There's hundreds of people. It was amazing. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, be careful if you ever plan an event, Facebook event, with Canadians. Yeah, we'll show Because historically, statistically, if people say they're going to a Facebook event, it's like 50 to 60% actually show up. Yeah. So we are expecting like 80 people. No, 160 <laughs> Canadians, like exactly 160. Sure right on we time. We said we were coming. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that many people. I was like, how are these... That many Canadians, and it was amazing. It was a fun event. Yeah, you just offer them poutine, too, and they, they come. Yeah, I think I have a, I told you, a resource for uh, curds. curds yeah. So this could be a real poutine night. Yes. It's exciting. Squeaky cheese. It's going to be fun. We could start a whole new. If you actually had real cheese curds, if you could somehow make them, you would have the whole Canadian contingent coming by all the time. Just putting that business idea out no, there for you. Let's, let's see. With the price point of these. You could charge like five euros and it would cost you something like 50 cents. I'm not giving away secrets, but I'm saying get on that. You need gravy, you need your cheese, you need fries. Anyway, um, is there anything else you want to talk about the Beaver Brewing Company? Is there anything you want to add so that people who are listening are like, i got to check this place out? <laughs> I'm like, I'm com nah, comfortable with uh, nah. how much money I make, so I'm fine. No. no? If you haven't been. You should come. You should come by. And res reservations, always important. You guys are busy. On Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Usually packed. And do you guys do brunch, or what do you do? We're doing still the Sunday, starting at 10, American breakfast. Okay. Real maple syrup. Is it? I looked, and I think <laughs> we had, or I was maybe with Lily. That was... <laughs> it is Canadian. I'm 98% certain. I remember looking... And I'm 98% certain that it's Canadian. Okay, because Anne Murray from the Cake Tree, she has now started using Canadian maple syrup because I did a little bit of, no, it's not, it's got to be, that's Vermont crap. They have other stuff. Give us our maple syrup. Um, so what are your beer specials this month? So if people are coming by, what should they ask for? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it depends on what we still have. It mm -hmm. rotates pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, look online. We're, we update it. Yeah. And then it gives you. I mean, Everything. it would take me 20 minutes to describe. Yeah, you don't have to. And you have an infusion. Infus we have an infusion tower. Yeah. Yes. So what is that? So that we have the Great Lakes Pale Ale with Clementines. Mm -hmm. But we might change that soon. Hmm. It's a spring thing. It'll be spring soon. Yeah, I might switch it to pink grapefruit or yeah. something. It's also like a weight loss tool as you drink beer. And it fights off scurvy. The important. Double threat. Boom. 
mac and cheese and an infusion <laughs> tower, and you've met your entire co- your uh, nutritional needs for the day. Yeah, I'm going to be back. That'll be my meal. I used to be a sixth grade health teacher. I never would have told them that. No, you wouldn't have. Actually, I met one of your students, remember, just like a couple months ago? She was in town. She's an adult. She's oh, yeah, yes, she's yes, fully yes, legal, yes, and yes. she was drinking, and she said that one of her field trips with you was to a brewery. I did take him to the one that my friend owns, New Holland. And the family was okay? Like, families were okay with this? It was a cool, little scrappy little college prep charter school. Oh, so everybody was fine with so, that. Yeah, the parents were involved. Yeah. They was, bring me back a six-pack. No, I definitely talked to the powers that be, but... And it was a local little brewery that everyone loves, and they're a, a cornerstone of that community. Beer so of... it, was, yeah. it was nice for them just to see industry and also we were studying alcoholic we were studying fermentations so it all works out yeah. and it was like two blocks away <laughs> and you should do- daddy needed a drink in the middle of the day so yeah i don't see an issue with that did you drink while you were on that are you I gonna, didn't, are you gonna get so. in trouble I, I was not, I, i'm sure i didn't i'm sure there's some statute of limitations i mean when i had my secret file cabinet at, in my classroom nice to, yeah we have that at work too every teacher of course. Oh, great. And there's going to be like a flush. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Just a little, a little tired. I don't know how people are teachers. I honestly, hats off. I think teachers should be paid a lot more than they are being paid, in my opinion. And of course, I'm joking about the... <laughs> <laughs> I can't edit this. So I guess we're going to wrap this up. Is there anything you want to add before we end this podcast? No. No. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Tola. Uh, I'm glad that it's being recorded yes. for eternity exactly and then we Some haven't had much to drink we'll discover the we'll podcast discover this that'd be amazing i'll probably make a movie about it it'd be like a really hot guy. would it be like a like hallmark a george clooney nice okay i could be archaeologist i could be lena dunham <laughs> and maybe they'll be able to like clone us somehow that'd be awesome they decide. yes yes hallmark movie it'll be a hallmark film i could totally see it. it'll be awesome to throw that in. Um, okay, thanks so much for being on the podcast, this odd thing that I'm doing. And I hope you had a good new year, and I hope you have a good few weeks while you're back in town because you travel a lot. Yes. Yes. Good. Thank you. It was a pleasure. As always. And as I always say to end the podcast, toodles. <laughs>